Welcome to the Professional Confessional, how the biggest mistakes we've ever made fundamentally changed our work, our careers, and our approach forever. Gain wisdom and perspective through these audio absolutions. Today's guest is Brooklyn Nash, whose youthful crusade to improve a nonprofit's program led to toxic interactions with his director and complete burnout for himself and his wife. I was a very young, relatively immature 22 to 25, 26-year-old. I actually didn't start in content marketing. I started my career, in quotes, working for a nonprofit uh, here in Guatemala. So my wife and I moved down here to work with the nonprofit, and I was just freelance writing on the side to pay off student loans and, and pay our bills and all that. <clears throat> but most of my time and energy was was focused on this nonprofit. And the mistake came in <laughs> a couple of years after we started working with this nonprofit when it became increasingly clear that our vision was not aligned with the leadership of the nonprofit. And then I spent way too long and way too many years trying to immaturely fight that instead of trying to figure out where the line in the stand was and when it was time to leave. That's one piece. And then the other piece in the immature side is just not knowing how to communicate that disagreement. The nonprofit was focused on an orphanage and a bilingual school and some community programming. This is a tiny nonprofit and kind of this weird situation where we all, it was a small staff. We all live essentially like more or less lived and worked together, very much like this community thing. And over the course of a year or so, I realized that it didn't make sense to work in an orphanage when we could be building community programs and family-based care programs. And I brought that to the organization. It just wasn't taken very well. And I think that's when we started to realize that we were not aligned with where we were headed. So how did you try to take it to them? Was it an email? Was it in person? Was it a, hey, see you in the hallway? You want to talk about something? Yeah, I just brought it to them. And I think in a weekly meeting or something like that. After that kind of point where we were trying to push for something that was very much being resisted, it felt like every Mm -hmm. conversation, instead of focus on the programs and the work, was internal marketing of trying to explain why this other direction was so important. Yeah. And then just got more more and more frustrating as time went on. Did anyone get frustrated with you? Yeah. Yeah. What would happen? I think I wasn't at the point where I was able to adequately or effectively express what we were thinking and why this felt like an important direction to so there was some frustration there like maybe they thought there was we were more aligned than we actually were because i wasn't expressing myself well and then the other the other piece of frustration came the director was gone for a number of months and i filled in as interim director for this nonprofit and during that time i just started making some of the changes and not big changes to like our actual programming, but just like the conversations we were having, what we were planning for the future. When they got back, they were just very frustrated with me. When they came back and they realized what you've been doing, what was the conversation like? Was it a sit down meeting? Yeah, it was a series of sit down, very long conversations. And I think there was just a lot of hurt there. I had been involved with a nonprofit for I think four years at that point, my wife and I had both, both had been, and we felt like we, this sounds more conceited than I mean it, but we felt like we deserved a little bit more respect and that our opinions mattered more than they were being treated. Like it felt like it was just an, okay, that's nice. 
will consider it instead of actually being brought in and uh, as part of leadership. And then on the other side, I think the hurt was this director just felt like she was being replaced or like I wanted, like I was gunning for her job. And that speaks to probably the immaturity of how I handled it or how I was pushing for things or just not being willing to cut it loose and, and be like, okay, great, we have different directions, I'm stepping back and just instead just pushing forward and pushing forward. So a lot of those conversations were centered on what that hurt looked like on both sides. That, that's sad. At least you had the conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what made her think that you were gunning for her job just because it was such a dramatically different shift from what the, the organization was currently doing? Yeah, and because I was in, like I said, we had been there for four to I think almost five years at that point. And what I was asking for was to be treated as part of leadership. And I asked, can we, I don't know, can we start making these decisions together? And the answer was essentially flat out, no, the board doesn't feel like it's a good idea to share share these responsibilities from an executive director or I've talked to these people. What it was, and you, where it, what the beginning of the end was of, of me actually coming to the point where I realized this is too far gone was it felt a little bit like gaslighting. Do you remember a specific situation where she did gaslight you? Yeah, that example I gave that happened a few times over. And with one, it, like I said, this was a it was a small organization, so it was colleagues, but also community. So. <laughs> She came back. Uh, she it was having all these meetings with everybody, including me. And I think in the course of the conversation of, I don't know, talking about where the gaps were and how I could potentially fill them, she made a pretty specific claim about what some other people on the team had said about something I did. And I went to them because I value transparency. I wasn't trying to pick a fight or anything. I was like, if I've made you feel this, I don't, I'm sorry I made you feel that. I would want to talk about it and work it out. And there wasn't anything to work out because they were just like, what are you talking about? We didn't say that or we don't think that. So you basically had two options and you could continue to stay and fight for what you thought was the better direction for the nonprofit's mission, right? Mm -hmm. Or you could go. How Mm -hmm. did you pick? It took me way too long. That's something my wife could tell you. She was ready a lot sooner than I was. And that's a piece of the mistake. It's just like holding on to something for too long instead of just realizing when it's actually doing more harm than good. In a professional setting, it's one thing because you're talking about a tech platform or something. Not to say I love outreach, but this was literally we were working with kids and in a school and with these on-the-ground programs. So it was a lot harder to let go of than like leaving my job now would be, to be honest. Right. <laughs> it took a couple of years, honestly, to get to that point. What it ended up looking was just me asking and saying, okay, moving forward, can we share this responsibility and share these decisions? You have these strengths and I have these strengths and they really do complement each other. Can we talk about that moving forward? Because to date, like we haven't been listened to. And for us to stick around, we need to know that we have a voice in this and a stake in it. And the answer was essentially, no, we can't share that. So I wasn't going to continue spinning my wheels. So I ended up stepping back. How did you find your next step after that? What were you looking for differently than what you had? It's this weird thing because if that hadn't had happened, I don't know that I would be necessarily a full-time content marketer because of my own mistake of holding on for too long and not being super mature about it. We just ended up being 
not just burned out, but just burned. Mm -hmm. So when we stepped out, we just needed a break from the nonprofit world in any capacity. I had freelanced along the way with writing. I jumped into freelance writing and content marketing full-time, learned more about content marketing so I could upskill and and then the rest is history. So that first year, I just was like, okay, great. If I can make X amount freelance writing this next year, that's great. We can stay in Guatemala. That's all we need. And just went gung-ho for this full-on other direction because of what had happened the previous five years. And I think if maybe I'd been more mature about it or we had stepped out earlier before we were burned out like that, maybe we still would be working in another nonprofit capacity. If the mistake is not knowing when to fight or flight, basically, and being able to maturely communicate that, which is something I personally struggle with. If that was the core mistake that you made there, how have you not repeated it? How has it changed how you operate? That's a good question. It's definitely changed how we'll operate in the future. Eventually, we would like to get back into nonprofit work. And I think it's given us some good insight of we came into this as bright-eyed 21, 22-year-olds, super optimistic about it. And it gave us a little (laughs) dose of realism of even nonprofits have their problems and sometimes toxicity. But I don't want that to turn into as being inherently distrusting. The other piece that I think the other big takeaway is just I'm a lot less willing to put up with something that I think is bullshit and just figuring out how to express why I think it is BS and maybe what it would need to change. That's definitely, I think, a positive that came out of it because there's a lot of BS that can... Let's say you have another 21, 22-year-old bright-eyed, bushy-tailed person who sees something they want to change. How would you recommend them proceed in a similar situation where they have to either try to make change within the organization or when should they decide it's time to leave? I think when, I think maybe by the time you get to, I don't know how many times, a third or fourth time, let's say, where you feel like you're saying the same thing and it's not being received, then it might be time to move on. And that it's not just big picture at a nonprofit. If you're a content marketing manager and you've made it clear to to your boss that you're putting in the work for this upward trajectory, but it's becoming more and more clear that there's really not the next opportunity. Maybe they have one senior content marketing manager and they're not opening more headcount for the role for the next year or two. Like, Just try to look at what you've communicated and how it's been received and then what the options are for the next year or two. And if those don't match up, then it might be time to look for an opportunity that might make those things match up better. How transparent should you be with that kind of a philosophy? Should you tell your manager, look, I told you I wanted XYZ. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Am I wrong? Or is it time for me to start transitioning? Should someone be upfront about it or should it be on the down low? So I are on the side of transparency. Probably also depends on your boss, honestly, and the organization. And thankfully, I have a great manager, so I've been able to be very transparent with them and saying, look, I'm thinking about this. What do you think about that? What can we do different? And he's walked with me every step of the way on it. So I, I think it probably depends on your situation. It's up to you to really put yourself out there and, and advocate for yourself. You have a great boss when they're coming to you and a good chunk of your conversations are not focused on the project or outcomes for the company, but focused on you and your career and what you're maturing in and what skills do you need to work on apart from the company, just in general to build your career. I think any great manager will take the time to invest in you as a person instead of you as the role or function. And if they treat you like the role or function, that's probably a sign. Probably a red flag. If you haven't had a, if you haven't had a conversation with your manager about your career Honestly, Mm -hmm. even separate from the company, I think that's at least a yellow flag, if not a red flag. All right. 
And then if you wanted to, instead of flying, then you thought it was better to try and stay and fight. How would you do it more tactfully than you did at your previous organization? Yeah. I think I just would have asked a lot more questions. I don't think I asked enough questions. I think I jumped right into what I was convinced of and what I knew needed to happen. Looking back, even, I I think I handled it poorly, but I don't think I was wrong. I still believe in what I was fighting for. I just don't think I stepped back and asked enough questions. How do you feel about this? What are you thinking? What are you afraid of? What does this mean to you? As it sounds like you're getting a little bit more into like therapy versus talk on strategy, but just taking a step back and asking, asking them the questions instead of immediately getting into this like back and forth where it feels like a fight. I'm laughing only because I had it. My family calls it being right or dead right. You can be right or you can be dead right. And you don't want to be dead right. You don't want to be dead right. I like it. Yeah, exactly. You can be technically correct and still be in the wrong. Yes. I think that was the big takeaway. So Brooklyn's mistake was the bad presentation of good ideas compounded by youthful inexperience and his director's own insecurity. Basically, he didn't know when to quit. He kept pushing his organization for changes they were never going to implement while simultaneously ignoring the writing on the wall that they were never going to promote him into leadership. In similar situations, Brooklyn now practices upfront, transparent conversations with his employers and managers and believes working for a company that never invests in your own personal development is a red flag for toxic management. In a professional fight or flight situation, don't stay and fight for the organization that doesn't fight for you. Instead, fly somewhere that will appreciate your pushback and support your growth. Otherwise, you risk being dead right and suffering complete burnout. Today, Brooklyn Nash is an expert content marketer specializing in B2B SaaS platforms. He's worked with the likes of Outreach, Mixpanel, G2, Drift, and Marketing Profs, among others. You can connect with Brooklyn on LinkedIn at pc-podcast.com slash Brooklyn N. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-N as in Nash. And you can find this and other episodes of the Professional Confessional Podcast at pc-podcast.com or on your podcasting platform of choice. Would you like to listen to the whole conversation and not just this story edit? Go to pc-podcast.com slash support and subscribe for full recordings and early episodes. That's pc-podcast.com slash support. In the meantime, please share this episode with someone you think needs to hear it today. That's all for this professional confessional. I'm Ashley Stryker. I hope you'll join us next time. Talk soon.